the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's Republican primary town hall for Arkansas Secretary of State. Brought to you by 101.1 FM. The answer sponsored by Americans for Prosperity. The new Believe in Arkansas podcast. Plus Pat Davis, your health plan man. ICU protection. Pay for the service, not the hardware. Mullinex, law firm, and Hollinger tax resolution. Let's join our MC morning host of 101.1 FM. The answer, Dave Ellswick. Well, we, we, we finally got to get this thing done. It's, uh, there's been a lot of cross and T's and dot and I's. And uh, we had ice storms and other people changed dates on things. And it caused us problems as well. But here we are. We couldn't make it happen in the evening because, I'm going to be honest, both these candidates are filled up the rest of the way to, you know, May, to May 24th. They're full. So the bottom line is, is that uh, I asked, well, will you do it in the morning? And they both went into shock because I wanted them to come on at six o'clock. <laughs> if I got to sleep in this morning. Yeah, I know. I understand. And the bottom line is, you know, they both uh, decided to come. So let's welcome them here. First, uh, the incumbent secretary of state, John Thurston, joins us. He's up in northwest Arkansas today. Is that right, John? Yes, sir. Good morning. I am uh, up in Rogers uh, on the campaign trail. Thanks for uh, uh, working this out for, for us uh, to be able to be on. Okay. We're glad to have you here. And then Eddie Joe Williams is here. Uh, he, of course, state senator, mayor of Cabot. And in all full disclosure, he was my mayor in Cabot. He was my state senator. And I know Eddie Joe very, very well. He listened to me complain all the time, didn't you, Eddie? And, and sort of you're my neighbor down the road. Okay. We're fairly <laughs> close. We're fairly close. Asking the questions today, because as you know, during these town halls, I do not get involved with the questioning of the candidates. Uh, Alan Kerr is here. He's back with us, and he'll be, he's going to be official timer and question asker. There you go. Yeah. So he'll be doing that today. Uh, here's how it's all going to work today. We're going to have a five-minute period right at the beginning here. Each candidate will have five minutes to make an opening statement. After their opening statements are done, then we'll proceed with the questions that we have. Uh, other questions may come off of the questions that we ask, and they right. may be asked the next go-round. If you have a question, you can call in and ask a question. Let me warn you about a couple of things, though. You must make sure that the question is a policy question. Don't call up and say, you know, I heard you did this or I did, you did that. I'm not going to let you stay. I've got the fastest finger in the West. Yeah. I can cut you off faster. You, you won't even know you've been cut until you bled out. That's right. Well, don't be asking, you know, what day you take your trash out. Yeah, like we're that. not yeah. going to be, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're not going to give you an opportunity to take on the candidates. 
It's for the, the candidates to be uh, asked the question and answer the question to you. Thank you. So for that, that's, uh, that's the way it works. Well, I want this to be fair. And look, right. I, I know there's partisans listening right now. It's just the way it works. It always works that way. Uh, five minutes to answer a question. After you've answered a question, if by chance your challenger or the, for the incumbent or, you know, Eddie Joe uh, from, from the incumbent, Here's something that questions something that they've said. You'll have three minutes before the next question right. to address that. And then we'll move on. All right. We'll move on from that uh, point. We did this for the Lieutenant Governor race. I thought it went very well. It got a little spicy at times, to be honest. But uh, that's what this is all about. It's about candidates getting up and and iron sharpens iron as far as I'm concerned. So that's what will have happen here today. Then a five-minute uh, summation for each person. That's your, boy, I use the legal term. I try not to do that. But a five-minute summation uh, at the end. If it goes for two hours, it goes for two hours. Mm-hmm. Doubt that it will. If it goes for just over an hour, we'll stop there. The candidates will get on with their days and uh, Alan Kerr and I will finish up here ourselves. And the phones are open to you now. Someplace. Yeah, we can go. Have, well, <laughs> I got to wait till I get off. Okay. But, and then I, I don't want to have a lot because I got a dental appointment with, oh, with mercy, Alex Sharp mercy. today. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. So anyway, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll finish up the the show. There's a lot of things out there to talk about, to say the least. The governor's talking about maybe another special session. That'd give us something to talk about, Alan. Yeah. We can talk about that. You bet. Are you gentlemen ready to go? Absolutely. Dave. You ready to go, Secretary of State? Yes, sir. Okay, let's do this. We'll start it off. We'll give the challenger the opening statement, and then uh, we'll allow uh, our uh, Secretary of State have his opening statement, and then we'll flip it when we have closing statements. So starting with your five minutes, Eddie Joe, your opening statement. Thank you, Dave, uh, for this opportunity this morning. Let me uh, tell your listeners before we get too far down the road, uh, I was ready, willing, and able last Thursday night uh, to have the debate. I'd prefer one in person. Um, matter of fact, I think I tweeted back to you, Dave, or texted back to you that I would walk from Cabot all the way to Little Rock to make sure uh, that I kept my words. So, yes, you did. Anyhow, that's that's water under the bridge. Here we are. Uh, thank you again for letting me sleep in this morning. I got up late, <laughs> made it down here, but uh, I chose to to sleep in this morning for a while. I'm Eddie Joe Williams. I'm running for Secretary of State. And for all of your listeners, um, I'm asking for their vote. Uh, this is uh, could be uh, maybe one of the most pivotal elections in recent history uh, because of all the issues uh, around voting and the questions about them. So um, a little bit about me. I graduated in Sheridan in Grant County in 72, went in the military, served this country faithfully in uniform. I told someone the other day that's the reason I'm suiting up again. I care about this country deeply. I uh, served in. I met my little wife of now 49 years when I was going to optical school in Denver. Uh, that was an extensive program, equivalent to college, to be honest with you. But anyhow, met her. We knew each other two weeks, got married two weeks later. And it's still wow. working after 49 wow. years. She knew a good thing when she saw it. <laughs> um, or a challenge. I, well, I just well, hope well. she's still asleep this morning. But uh, uh, we've been married 49 years. We have four beautiful daughters, 11 grandkids. 
and I jokingly say four average son-in-laws, but that's not true. They're good guys, and we're blessed in the family, to be honest with you. So that's about my family, about me. Um, as I said, I graduated, uh, Sheridan went in the Army, came out, and for the most part, my entire adult life has been with the same company, Union Pacific Railroad. I started as a laborer, and a laborer for the railroad cleans locomotive toilets, washes windows, and fuels them. I knew I needed a job, and uh, they offered me one. They asked me if I'd been to Vietnam. They had actually called me while I was in the military to go to work for them. And, of course, I was in Korea at the time, and when I come back, I updated my application and I immediately went to work for them. And spent almost 40 years, to be honest with you, uh, for retirement purposes. So, so blessed, stayed with the same company, worked my way through the ranks. At one time, I had attained uh, the rank of Regional Director of Transportation and one of the jobs I had was running the east coast uh, of the railroad, which is Chicago, all the way down to uh, to Mexico. I also ran one of the largest customer service centers uh, in the railroad industry. So my experience is extensive. Some of them say, how did you get from a laborer all the way to a regional director? I was the best toilet cleaner they've seen. I worked hard at what I did. No matter what the task was, I did it with the best of my ability. And it's funny, this morning, Alan said, where did you find time to go to college? Well, actually, I was in college when, I, when the railroad promoted me. So um, I like to say that they knew a good thing when they seen it. And uh, I began to work through the ranks as managers uh, from a, a supervisor of locomotive engineers. Many of the locomotive engineers here in Little Rock, uh, we worked together or they worked for me. And I you know, promoted all the way up to a terminal superintendent to a regional director of transportation. Uh, we've moved all over the United States. I was very faithful to Union Pacific Railroad. They helped me put four girls through college, and for that I'm very, very grateful. Uh, I don't know if we're getting short on time or not. One Still minute, got one sir. minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so political career started out uh, in cabin on the city council. Uh, we had a water shortage. I seen that. I knew we needed water. Uh, I think we drilled six wells, and we've never had a water shortage again. I knew we had a reoccurring problem. Jacksonville supplied our water to us. I told everyone, you can't let someone else have your growth in their hands. You can't let them control the water you get, which really controls the growth. So I went to work. I led that effort. Uh, Thanks to the city council and the mayor there, we put a well fill in. Uh, Served four years as the mayor of Cabot, and absolutely the honor of my life to be able to serve locally. Served eight years in the Senate. Into my eighth year, as far politically speaking, a highlight of my life was to go to work for President Trump. There's nothing more humbling, and I still see it. I've got it mounted on my wall. Fifteen seconds. Mounted on my wall, and it's a, it's a letter from the president asking me to join his administration. Wow. So it is absolutely a, 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 an honor to be here today. I'm about to run out of time. Uh, I promise you this, as Secretary of State, I will be a full-time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just like I have for the previous 67 years, no matter whatever I undertook uh, to do. I did it with all my might. So, Dave, it's an honor to be here. Alan, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. uh, Let's move to the Secretary of State. Secretary of State, uh, Mr. Thurston, are you, you ready? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, your time starts right now. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. And uh, I'm Secretary of State John Thurston. And Dave, I want to thank you for um, rescheduling this. Um, 
the ice storm did change a lot of events. I had a conference that I had uh, actually paid to go to, and there was just a lot of uh, shifting around. And so, and again, I'm up here in Rogers right now on the campaign trail, and I appreciate you, um, you know, being accommodating. And uh, I know I know your listeners appreciate all that you do. You know, um, I'm born and raised here in Arkansas. Um, I was in the ministry for 13 years. I was on staff at Agape Church in West Little Rock. Uh, if you would have asked me what I would be doing today, if you asked me 15 years ago, I would have told you ministry. I uh, went to Bible school there. At that time, it was called Agape School of World Evangelism. I was a licensed minister. Underneath that ministry, I was a certified religious assistant uh, in the state prison system and um, and just knew that ministry was the direction I was going to go in my life. And then in late 2009 and, uh, and then into 2010, it was during the Obama years. And I had just about had enough, and um, I decided I was going to run for office. And... The, during the time that I was elected uh, to Commissioner of State Lands uh, was during the Tea Party movement. Uh, it was it was when the first Republican wave came through the state, and I, I put my name in the hat. I stepped up to serve uh, as a Republican uh, back when uh, you couldn't really find too many Republicans to run because you couldn't win. Democrats controlled this state for you know over 140 years, and. I was fortunate enough to be uh, the first uh, Republican elected to the Commissioner of State Lands Office, and uh, during that time, it was a multi—it's a multifaceted uh, office, has several line items of business, has uh, around a thirty million dollar budget. You know, during that during my time there, I had the privilege of turning back around one hundred and fifty million dollars back to Arkansas counties, where the majority of those. Uh, dollars went to fund uh, public education, and also during that time, I was uh, president of the Western State Land Commissioner Association. So, uh, other states recognized, uh, you know, my leadership ability, and 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 gave me the privilege of being president of that uh, association. And then, uh, and then Arkansans chose me to represent, or, or Republicans chose me to represent them as their nominee uh, for Secretary of State. And again, Arkansans gave me a chance to serve them in another constitutional office. And uh, I'm in my fourth year as secretary, uh, and it's been an absolute honor. It's been probably the most challenging and rewarding uh, opportunities of my, of my life. Um, we had record turnout in the last presidential election. Uh, it was de- during a pandemic, and I would put... Uh, our election system and, 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 and how our elections went up against any other state uh, in the U.S. And so uh, I have a proven track record. I'm the only one in this race that has actually run a constitutional office. Um, and um, I want to encourage everyone with this. You know, we're, I know we're going to talk a lot about elections. But here in Arkansas, according to the Heritage Foundation, Arkansas ranked number four in the nation in the area of uh, election integrity. And also for the first time during my administration. uh, One minute, sir. All right. Uh, For the first time, we have a cybersecurity specialist on staff. Um, 
And also, for the first time, we had the Department of Homeland and the FBI at the Capitol on election night. And um, we had one of the most safe and secure elections uh, in state history. While other states had their issues, and I know we're going to talk more about election integrity, I'm sure, uh, while there were, were some irregularities in some of the other states, uh, because I fought back against some of the leftist agenda, some of their lawsuits, uh, some of their laws that were uh, trying to be passed down from Washington. Um, we didn't see those irregularities here in Arkansas. Fifteen like seconds. Some of those other states. So again, I'm Secretary of State John Thurston, and uh, thank you all for tuning in. All right, very good. So those are the opening statements of the two gentlemen that are here today, and of course that's Secretary of State John Thurston and Eddie Joe Williams, who is challenging him for uh, the Republican nomination. Uh, to run for Secretary of State. So let's uh, commence with the questions. We'll allow uh, Alan Kerr to ask the first one. As soon as he asks the first one, then the phone lines will be open to you. And the number is 501-823-0965. 501-823-0965. And uh, again, keep your questions on policy no personal pats on the back and things of that nature. Uh, these gentlemen, to be honest with you, think would like to move on as quickly as possible with this to get over with. They've got a lot of things they got to do yet. So again, if you have a question, 501-823-0965, get out of line. I'm, I'm fair, but I'm firm. I will, of course, uh, I got a button. All I got to do is push the button and it disconnects you. With that said, back to Alan now, and we'll start. We'll start with the uh, Secretary of State, John Thurston. Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, glad to be here. Uh, my name is Alan Kerr, and uh, uh, we're going to start asking these questions right away. We're going to do a kind of a, a, a soft one to start with, uh, gentlemen. What What are the duties, responsibilities uh, of the Secretary of State? What do you see as the most important job of the Secretary of State? And uh, as Dave said, uh, uh, Mr. Secretary, we're going to start with you, and uh, you've got five minutes, sir. All right. So it's it, again, it's multifaceted. It's a, there's a lot of uh, line items of business. It, it's it's a very large office, uh, over 140 uh, employees. Uh, when people think of Secretary of State, uh, they think elections, rightfully so. Uh, I'm the chief election officer. Uh, for the state, um, when people hear that, they think, well, you must run elections. Well, that's not exactly uh, the, the whole picture. The, the county clerks and the election commissioners run elections. They're the, they're the boots on the ground. Uh, the the uh, election division, we're responsible for, uh, you know, reporting uh, the results on state and federal and judicial races. Um, also, we're responsible for uh, helping out with a lot of the training uh, when it comes to um, folks at the county level. And um, also there I'm responsible for uh, the Capitol grounds, uh, the Capitol police, uh, the security uh, of the building, and um, also the business commercial service division where uh, corporations and nonprofits and LLCs, those types of entities uh, file to do business in Arkansas. It's the uh, on and off ramp uh, for those who want to do business uh, in Arkansas. 
and that particular office, um, uh, there, there's a lot of transactions, as you might imagine. My first year in office, we opened a satellite office up here in northwest Arkansas uh, because of the business, the growth up here. Forty percent, <coughs> excuse me, forty uh, percent of the transactions in that office are from northwest, and uh, so we believe there was a need uh, for an office up here to help accommodate for that growth, and that, that particular office has uh, proven to serve uh, the state as a whole, but also just this region, uh, as this region is uh, busting you know, out of the seams. Uh, so those are the main uh, responsibilities, I guess, of the uh, Secretary of State's office. Uh, elections being probably one of the most important, uh, because election integrity you know, you can't have our form of government without accurate elections. You know, elections, uh, it's the bedrock of this republic. And so you can have uh, our form of government, whether or not the pothole is fixed out in front of your house or, you know, different things like that, but you can't have our form of government without accurate elections. And so that is the one thing that I have been focusing on and, and we'll continue to focus on because election integrity means here's, here's a simple definition. This is my definition. I don't even know if it's uh, ever been said, but simply it means that every legal vote is counted accurately. And that's what we as election officials uh, should be striving to do. And I, in elections, it, it's a, like a three-legged stool. There's really three parts to an election are three main components. You have the technical side, you have the equipment, you have the statutes, which I just mentioned, we rank very high in the area of uh, key voter protection laws and election integrity. And then there's um, the human side, the people that actually run the election. So you can have the best laws, voter ID being one of them, which I 100% uh, percent support uh, voter ID. But you can have the best laws in the world, but if you don't have someone checking the ID, then your laws are no good. So um, it's important that we all One minute, sir. All right. It's important that we all get involved in the area um, of elections. There's not any one single person. There's not any one single uh, level of government that um, runs the entire show. So with that said... That's the reason the Founding Fathers put checks and balances into our form of government so that we can keep everyone uh, in check, more eyes on any particular process, particularly elections. And we need folks to one – of, one of the greatest needs we have right now, folks may not realize this, is we need good people to become poll workers. And so uh, – and that's, that's one plea I want to make right now to those listening. Um, Fifteen seconds. We need folks. We need folks, uh, good folks, to run the polls. So, uh, so that's just uh, there's a there, that's an overview. All right, thank you, <laughs> Mr. Eddie Joe Williams. Um, same question, sir. What uh, are the duties and responsibilities of the Secretary of State? And what do you see as the most important job of that office? Well, generally speaking, the Secretary of State. Uh, is a keeper of the records just by nature of the title. So if you do business in the state of Arkansas, you do it through the Secretary of State's office. Uh, 
uh, obviously, first and foremost, and it's something I went through uh, while serving the president, and that was questionable election and election results. Um, I, I felt it firsthand. Uh, matter of fact, I feel pretty comfortable in saying I would still be working for the president today, uh, short of uh, some irregularities that took place across the United States. So that probably is what my, it got my attention most. Um, it is by far the single most important function in the office. You can go through, you know, the business office. You can go through security of the Capitol, the, the maintenance of the ground, um, and by far um, the election. So um, I, I give you an example, and, and sometimes we have a tendency to paint a very rosy picture instead of facing the problem. I remember when I was in the eighth grade, uh, solving problems was was uh, was a, uh, a, a, a a lesson we had, and it was um, recognizing you have a problem before you can solve it. Sometimes we don't talk about it, we don't think about it, we assume everything is okay. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm running for Secretary of State, and I'll, I'll give you a good example. If if you were looking uh, last night at uh, at Channel 16, I'm gonna. Um, I can draw it up here real quickly on my phone. I'm just going to read you the headlines of it. Uh, it says, couple receives Plasky County voter registration card despite moving uh, into Mississippi. They were surprised to receive Plasky County voter registration card despite, uh, despite moving from Little Rock three years ago. They received the voter registration in Mississippi, Arkansas voter registration with a Mississippi address. I have no clue how that happens, but I can. I am not going to sit here and tell you that I don't think there's problems uh, with with the, with the database. Um, we all know that um, we're in the process. I don't know if, it's, if they're going to complete the suit or not, but uh, uh, Judicial Watch has put uh, the Secretary of State on notice in November of last year, a pre-suit notice, and. Um, said that we have major problems in the state of Arkansas with our voter database and that it needs to be cleaned up. There are counties uh, that have went an entire five years without removing one person off their voter rolls. And they will tell you, they will, they will tell you that uh, that is uh, more subject to voter fraud than anything out there. So my job as Secretary of State is, number one, to make sure that we're not last place or near bottom, but first place in voter registration. My job is to make sure we educate um, every, every um, clerk in the 75 counties on how to manage their uh, voter rolls and give them all the assistance in the world. Um, something else, and I, I'm getting short here probably, uh, I'll give you a good example of the last election I mean, sorry, the last legislative session, we passed 15 pieces of legislation to do with voter and, generally speaking, to prevent voter fraud. And most of that came from the dumpster fire that happened here in Pulaski County. So I, I can say everything's fine, everything looks good, but in my heart, I don't feel like it is. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Back to my eighth grade biology class, You've got to define the problem before you can solve it, and I'm ready to step up One and minute, do my sir. ready to step up and do my very best with that. Uh, and we may get into these 15 bills. I don't know, 
but most of them was from observations that happened in Pulaski County. And as most of you that live here in Pulaski County know the results of that election and what happened. Uh, there was discipline issued uh, to election commissioners. And uh, I don't know if we ever really solved the problem or not. So uh, for me, it'll be it'll be a voter for uh, uh, the voter process, the election process. And I'm going to say that 10 times. That's going to be the number one priority for me to address when I step into office. Okay. All right. Let me remind everybody that you can be part of the this uh, town hall. You can ask questions. 501-823-0965. Before we ask the next question, let me ask uh, uh, the Secretary of State, did you want to respond to that Fox 16 story that was brought up or uh, anything else? And you have three minutes to do that. Would you like to respond to that or move on, Mr. Secretary? Yes, I would. Thank you. Uh, well, let me let me help um, help everyone out and understand a little bit about uh, the responsible or who's responsible for voter registration. And so, a card winding up in Mississippi uh, that is uh, it's at the county level. You know, I mentioned that early on in, in the broadcast, and um, that's why it's important. We have county clerks. We have good folks running for office. Because there are separation of powers, and so uh, the county clerk in each county are—they are the only individuals in the state that have the authority to add or take away from the voter rolls. And let me help clarify something that um, was just mentioned about the judicial watch, which that was last year that that letter was sent to us, and the letter was in. Uh, talking about 11 counties that did not fully comply with the NVRA. Now, folks may not know what that means. It's National Voter Registration Act. And this this takes place uh, in non-election years. So this is when these individuals are to be notified. They have not voted in the past two presidential elections. They're supposed to receive a card in the mail uh, telling them that. And if they do not respond, then they are... Uh, taken off the rolls or inactive. Now, when we, um, just in recent months, toward the end of last year, we contacted those 11 counties and alerted them to uh, their noncompliance that they needed to and and offered any training uh, and any information that they needed to to make sure that they uh, were in compliance. And all 75 counties are in compliance at this time. And so this takes place in non uh, presidential years. This is when th- this particular, um, uh, the uh, National Voter Registration Act that 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 one minute, sir, it, uh, takes place. And so, and I'll say this about Pulaski County. And this is, unless you were under a rock and you li- you know you and you lived in Central Arkansas, you heard about what happened there. And and it was uh, there were. Uh, there was an issue, and there were sanctions put on the county clerk and the election commissioners by the state board. But the bottom line is, we need we need good folks running. And I am this, you know, the Bible says an open rebuke is better than secret love. And so, my question, since we're Republicans and we're talking, that we're in a Republican primary, the next election cycle, if we have any issues with a particular office, fifteen seconds then we need to run someone. 
but there were no Republicans that stepped up to run for county clerk in Pulaski. So there's more there there's more that we should we need to talk about. Uh, that's for sure. Okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll give Eddie Joe now time. He's got three minutes, and then we'll go to the next question. Eddie Joe. Here's what I'll tell you, uh, Dave, and your listeners, and I'm looking at the, the letter uh, that Judicial Watch, and, and yes, it was November. Uh, that's in the third, uh, third year of uh, Secretary's um, office. And, the, and I'm going to quote from the letter. It says, this letter serves as pre-suit notice pursuant to 52 U.S.C., and it goes into the law. Judicial Watch will file a complaint against you if these violations are not corrected within 90 days. That was issued to the Secretary of State. You know, it's it's not about a Democrat or Republican in office. It's about a process. There's a federal law in place. And I promise you, you won't hear me talking about whether a Republican or a Democrat. It's a law, it's a federal law, and it requires us to comply. This holds the Secretary of State responsible for it. Yes, there were several counties. Um, some went, uh, there were several that never removed anyone for five years. Now, I don't need a lawsuit filed against me to tell me there's a problem. If someone is not cleaned up the roads in five years, I expect it to be the secretary's responsibility to know that. I have to know that. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'll talk about myself, Eddie Joe Williams. If I'm three or four years into my term, I should know what's going on. I should know the position we're in uh, with our voter rolls. Judicial Watch tells you very specifically that this is probably the easiest form of voter fraud that's committed. If you don't have your, if you don't have your roles clean, and I and I'll go back uh, to what just happened yesterday is a perfect example. Uh, this is Mr. Bill Garley said I'm a registered voter in Little Rock, but I'm a re- but I'm a resident of Oxford, Mississippi. That's what he said yesterday. Um, he's lived in Little Rock for thirty years. He moved uh, to to Mississippi three years ago, and for him to receive a voter registration at the end of the day. The chief election officer of the state of Arkansas is the secretary of state. So my job will be to make sure that those clerks have the support, they have the notification. We're not going to wait till someone has been put on notice that they're about to be sued. That is my responsibility. You do that by starting early, staying late every day. You do that by having a team around you who will support you and will support the clerks. And it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. You just need to make sure that you do a fair, honest, and a transparent election, and that's exactly what I'm committing to the voters of Arkansas. All right. Let's move on to the next question, Alan. And this uh, will start with uh, Eddie Joe Williams, the challenger, and the question is. Well, since we've got you uh, fired up here, what uh, <laughs> – what, uh, We'll just jump into it. What can the Secretary of State do to make sure the elections are fair? I mean, we had some issues um, in the presidential election. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that things will go smoother uh, the upcoming elections. But um, it was, uh, it's still a very hotbed of contention across the state. 
Um, Arkansas fared a little better than, than others, but um, um, how do we make sure that uh, all uh, elections in Arkansas are fair, Mr. Williams? First of all, uh, thank you. Uh, how do we make sure they're fair that we make sure that we comply with the law 100%? 100%. We have laws in place, and it requires someone dedicated to make sure that they are administered properly and fairly. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is, and we don't do a lot of this. I don't know how much the secretary, we may ask him, how many thorough investigations was done throughout the state of Arkansas and how many uh, accusations were levied that there was voter fraud. I'm told as I go across the state uh, that they were never taken seriously. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but it is concerning. It's concerning for me. So, you know, the number one, the number one thing is you clean up the voter rolls. You don't give them an opportunity um, to commit voter fraud. Uh, I'll tell you this: as I said earlier, there was 15 pieces of legislation that came out of Pulaski County. There was 19 days in the process of counting the ballots, and we went from from um, people holding office, representatives with several hundred vote lead. In over 13 to 19 days, we ended up um, one narrowly winning by 17 votes, I think, and the other one losing by a handful of votes. So, and it comes back to voter registration. It comes back to uh, cleaning up our voter rolls. Um, the other thing is, and you know, how do we make sure? We need to make sure that, and generally speaking, the the single important issue is is uh, absentee ballots. We've got to make sure absentee ballots are monitored, that they're opened correctly, and um, and they're honestly read. That was a big issue that we had here in Pulaski County. Uh, I had a, a person tell me, I won't mention his name, who was there an observer for most of those days, and he said, if what happened in Pulaski County happened in these other states where there was a, um, accusations of voter fraud, that it was clearly the ability to steal the election. And that concerned me for him to say that. He said, I promise you, if these other states conducted their election like we did here in Pulaski County, and with all the, the uh, conniving that went on, the dumping of, of ballots that had, had not been read or proofed into the box uh, of good uh, of good ballots, all of those problems that happened, that we had a drop box. I had a, I had a, a person tell me, a lawyer, I have confidence in that there was a drop box outside Pulaski County Courthouse, and they drop by and come by and drop the ballot in there. There's only two ways you can receive a ballot in the state of Arkansas: that's U.S. mail, or you hand it to the clerk. That's it. That, that I, I stand to be corrected, but I think that's the only two way. You don't have the the luxury of dropping a ballot off in a drop box. But I was told that was happening, and they were handled by people who were not who were not clerks or deputy clerks. They were not employees of the the, the office uh, of the clerk in Pulaski County. And that's the best example. I, I, I think there was other ones across the state, but that's the best example. So it concerns me greatly. Uh, it goes back to what I said a while ago. You have to identify there's an issue and be willing to step up and help solve it. And um, that's exactly what I'm committed to do. Okay. All right, Mr. Secretary, we'll move on to that same question for you. But before we do that, was anything in the answer by Mr. Williams concerning to you that you want to rebut? 
So that would give me three minutes and then an additional five. And then a new, and and then the question, yes. Okay, yes, I may have you repeat the question. So if if you just listen to, to what he just said, it's clear he doesn't understand the laws. And it's clear his entire campaign is, I heard, I heard, I heard. He has a hearsay campaign. He's been doing this for months, and it's, and I just wanted to clear that up because you can beat your chest and pound, you know, and raise your voice in a campaign and act like you're passionate about something, but you don't know what you're talking about. And so there are separation of powers. And it sounds like he needs to run for county clerk since he's, you know, um, has all these hearsay uh, things. And, and, and again, there were sanctions. There was a nine-hour hearing that I sat in. Uh, pertaining to Pulaski County. And so we're going to move on from Pulaski County because I think we could probably talk about that for another uh, couple of hours. But I just want to point out, if you listen to what he's saying, it's it hearsay. And um, and kind of back to uh, the Judicial Watch, real quick, they sent the letter. I, I was, I, because of the title, my name's, appears in many lawsuits and the judicial watch when they sent the letter we responded with several emails phone calls all of those sorts of things we haven't heard back from them since that one letter that anyone could have typed up and so i just want to point that out because this thing can turn into a, a lot of sensation and a lot of hearsay in a hurry and so uh i just want to say that during that uh rebuttal okay and you may have to repeat the question <laughs> yes sir don't mind at all um make sure i got the right amount of time on my timer here okay uh what can the secretary of state do to make sure elections are fair in the state of arkansas i mean is it is it equipment is it um uh, is it manpower what is it what what can the secretary of state's office do to make sure our elections are fair Right. Um, all the above. I mean, for the first time in state history, we have all 75 county, counties on the same equipment. Uh, Secretary Martin began this process uh, when he was in office, office began purchasing uh, this new equipment. And uh, when I took office, there were 21 counties that, has, have yet, that had yet received the, the new equipment. Uh, one thing that we've done, we did for the first time in state history, is we had a post-election audit here in Arkansas after the presidential election um, that was carried out by the state board, which I'm the chair of that board. And that uh, uh, audit is simply like a drug test. You know, we randomly pick precincts across the state. Uh, no one knows exact. No one knows actually what precincts we're choosing. When we went into those precincts, we ran. Uh, we didn't just run the ballots through the tabulator again. We hand-counted those ballots and to make sure that the, the machine and make sure everything uh, was accurate. And when we went to a precinct, we didn't just choose early voting across the board. This precinct, we would choose early voting. Another precinct, we chose the ballots cast on Election Day. And another precinct, we may have chose... Um, um, the absentee, and hand-counted those ballots. And in the sample that was chosen, um, every vote that was cast was counted. So that's an extra uh, little 
check that we have here in the state now for the first time we were able to perform that and it also helped increase our ranking you know in election integrity and also you know when you talk about what happened in these other states the irregularities they changed how they did their elections in the name of COVID, in the name of safety and security they put the drop boxes they had the vote by mail they had the ballot harvesting and that does open the door to election fraud. And in those particular states, they did not uh, implement those new processes by the, through the legislative process, which I'm an advocate or I strongly support that any changes to election process should be done legislatively. I'm against any executive order, whether it come from the, the federal government or it comes from the governor, any changes to elections has to be done uh, legislatively. That's how important uh, elections are. And but we didn't see those irregularities here in Arkansas that some of those states saw because the lawsuit that there was a lawsuit that was filed here that had all of those things in it. Basically, a California-style election. When that lawsuit was filed. I began meeting with our team, you know, what do we do to, to combat this? We were trying to be careful on what we would say because anything you say can be used, uh, you know, in the courtroom when there's pending litigation. And finally, I released a statement saying that I believe that our election system, our process, were adequate enough to accommodate anyone during this time of COVID. And when the judge saw that statement from the chief election officer, uh, he threw that lawsuit um, out out of court and so it never saw the light of day in a courtroom and so that's that's why good leadership uh, why it's important to have the foresight and the wisdom on how to fight some of these battles uh, that, that the public may not even have known that those battles were happening uh, but we did fortunately we did not see uh, those type of issues uh, here in Arkansas that that those other states did with the one minute uh, sir with those leftist uh, ways of holding elections. And so, um, again, election integrity, it is the most important thing. I don't think anybody on the, on the call or in the studio today would disagree with that. I think everyone uh, is passionate and adamant that every legal vote should be counted accurately. And uh, probably the, the, the thing to debate is, where are the separation of power? Where are the lies and whose responsibility is what? You can say it's responsibility of this party all you want. You can say that I'm responsible for voter rolls, but I'm not. 15 seconds. <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, the law does not give me the authority to clean the rolls. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put in the information and the data so that the public can begin looking and verifying themselves because the public, they're the best police uh, that we have. And I'll talk more right. about that that process. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Is that another, are we ready to start with a new question? Uh, does Eddie Joe get three minutes to rebut anything? Yes, he, he does. Said? <clears throat> well, let me, let me say this. Um, I'm relying on data uh, from the, um, from the dumpster fire that happened here two years ago in Pulaski County, I'm relying on data from Judicial Watch. Um, I'm relying, relying on the federal law that specifically is mentioned 
um, that the Secretary of State is the chief elected official uh, in the state, elections official in the state of Arkansas. Um, I'm also of the opinion that, and as in through life, you, you solve problems by not blaming someone else. You solve problems by assuming responsibility and taking a leadership role. You do that through various ways. And that just comes from managing at a high level. Uh, I've spent my entire uh, life uh, managing at that level, and this is no different. Uh, I hear, uh, I don't know if the Secretary understands how it comes through. It's always someone else's problem. Uh, in, in the state of Arkansas, it's the secretary. It's on his desk. It's his leadership uh, or whoever's in that position to make sure that, that clerks are educated, make sure that questions are answered in a timely manner. These are issues that I hear along the way. And, uh, again, I'm committed. Uh, it's 24-7, um, seven days a week in that job. You don't really get a vacation unless you're just out of phone reach. People elect you to be <clears throat> Secretary of State, around the clock, seven days a week. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, we're almost here at the top of the hour. Amazing. Yeah. First hour gone, believe it or not. We're having so much fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't see. We can't see John Thurston up in northwest Arkansas, but are you smiling, Secretary of State? I am now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. We're ready to go to our next question. And uh, was Eddie Joe going to be first? I'm second, I think. Are you second this time? Yeah, I think he's second. Okay. We'll turn it over to the Secretary of State then. What is the question, Alan? Uh, The question is, I'm going to throw a little curveball here, guys. So, um, you know, for years, and and I ran this bill myself, uh, lots of folks have been trying to do something about special elections. Okay, they're expensive. Uh, they're low turnout. Um, a lot of people feel like that that uh, um, you know they're they're not part of the a fair elective process because uh, they're they're run on particular days. Um, you know, I think the public would like to know what uh, the uh, Secretary of State and the the candidate for Secretary of State's feeling is about special elections. All right. Who starts? Uh, uh, Secretary Thurston, this is uh, you're up first. All right. Well, let's see if we see if we can all calm down. All right. So, um, <laughs> so uh, this is not a curveball. This is easy, actually, and it really doesn't even involve a lengthy response because uh, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, those special elections are are just basically uh, a, a big opportunity to increase taxes, uh, to just, you know, usually it's a very, very low voter turnout. It's, it's actually ridiculous how low the turnout is on special elections because, uh, and sometimes, you know, the public, uh, they don't even, they don't realize that an election even took place. So I agree with you. I think uh, we should consolidate as, as much uh of those types of things in a during either a primary or a general election, uh, because those are those are the times and the seasons that uh, the public generally knows uh, an election is going on. And, and, and the last thing we need to do is try to figure out ways uh, to deceive the public and, and sneak something in, um, especially when it comes to you know tax increase and things that you know that affect our everyday lives. So. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Okay, good deal. And by the way, I don't want either candidate to feel like they have to use up the entire five minutes. No, you don't it's have just to talk for five You don't have to talk. You don't. <laughs> That's it. Just throw that out there. And, uh, and while we're at it, what, uh, but Dave, why don't we remind the public that they can call in yep. and uh, uh, ask questions. The number questions. to call, 501-823-0965. That's 501-823-0965. Heidi, do we need to hit an ID or uh, the FCC, we don't. Okay, as you as you tell him, we we blow out all of our commercials and everything right. when we do this. A so, commercial free broadcast. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> it's all about the candidates and it's all about information for the voters. All so right. let's turn it over now to Eddie Joe. Yeah, good deal, uh, Eddie Joe. The uh, same question. Uh, you know, we had uh, several, uh, me included, to uh, try to run some legislation to. Uh, um, squelch or at least uh, slow down some of these uh, special elections what is uh, your feeling uh, what would your feeling be as secretary of state on that subject so alan i, I guess the, the simple answer is you and i had many debates and supported you and took a lot of fiery we did arrows for attempting to do that i've always taken the position um it just the, it's the most dubious uh, day of the week or the month, sometimes that we will set it. We will set it for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. you know, or, uh, or Memorial Day, Memorial Day yeah. on a Monday or whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, I've been actively involved in that, um, it, it, including school boards. Uh, I really took it on from my hometown of Cabot uh, when I passed the bill, uh, introduced it to. Uh, to limit when we can have those school board elections. It makes no sense to hold a special election for a school board a month before the general elections coming along. So uh, I'm the only candidate. I don't just talk about it. I have worked feverishly to try to reduce those, to try to eliminate them, because it is it is a practice of the past. And I'll tell you the reason, <clears throat> one of the reasons for it in the opposition is <clears> – <throat> There is so much money involved in some of these elections. Um, you know, the whoever's financing these these bonds and so forth. So we know uh, that if it fails, you're talking about a lot of money. Uh, again, the difference, uh, I think, would be between John and I, and I'm not just, you know, running for Secretary of State just because I need a job because I don't, is that I think – the secretary needs to be actively involved at the head of the table when these bills are introduced and to give his opinion because he is a chief election official in the state of Arkansas. So his opinion should matter or her opinion should matter. And uh, I've spent, uh, like I say, almost eight years in the Senate, you and I supporting each other in bills that eliminates uh, special elections uh, there's probably more that we could do on. I know we changed some of it. We've reduced the window when you can have those, but I think it's just a step in the right direction. As you know, right. sometimes when you pass a bill, you don't get everything you want. You know, I think, there, I think there's a song. I don't always get what I want, but you do the best you can do, and you, do, and you, get, um, you get the most you can get, and you settle for it, and, and you live to fight another day, so to speak. Right. So. Uh, I promise the state of Arkansas will continue working on that, and I'll continue as your Secretary of State. I will be at the head of the table offering my opinion on it and, um, you know, trying my best to uh, 
to explain why it's uh, why we should be eliminating uh, those special elections when we have general elections. The cost itself, mm-hmm. I, I, that was a point I made to the school board. You know, the cost associated with it is staggering. And um, trying to find good help, we've talked about that in, in, in having an election. So there are a lot of factors when you have a special election that you shouldn't have to have, especially when you're going to have a general election, uh, you know, maybe within 30 or 60 days of that. So. It's kind of my thought on it. It's not something okay. we just talked about today. It's something that we've worked on for the last eight years, and I've helped you in many cases on that. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. Um, next so, question. Next question. And um, who goes first? It's going to be Eddie Joe. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, voter registration is uh, a constant problem. Um what would the Secretary of State's office, if if there is anything in the Secretary of State can do at all for voter registration and and encouraging uh, that uh, that more people get that done? And I, I know that's done on a county level, but um, um, you know, Secretary of State's office is the the number one person in the state for uh, elections, and uh, we'd like to know what Secretary of State could do for voter registration. Good, good question, and I like how you phrased it. Uh, Secretary of State, uh, he sits at the head of the table, and um, I think leadership is important in that case. Here's what I'll tell you on voter registration. We talked about this recently. Uh, <clears throat> we are one of the lowest in the U.S. for voter registration. And I think a lot of it comes from apathy. We have not been successful for this the last four years or the last 40 years in moving us from near the bottom. And I, I see it continually getting worse. Any time that first, second, third, fourth grade kids are, are told how terrible it is to live in America, how that all of our problems can't be solved, and we should feel bad about our country, it just leads to um, voter apathy. They don't care about America as we should. So I think it's the Secretary's responsibility to make sure that we're in the schools, that we're educating kids, that we're leading the fight to create a sense of patriotism, that I want to go vote. You know, we need to teach Arkansas history. We need to teach kids why it's important. And that's part of the responsibility of the Secretary of State's office. Uh, it is education. And, uh, if you know, you have to start in kids uh, when they're young. I can remember in, in grade school. Voting was a big deal. We had elections in school, and we had ballots. Right, mock elections, yeah. Right. And we talked about them, and we studied them. So I think it's important for us to lead, Secretary of State to lead, even the Department of Education, to engage them, to be an example setter. Uh, You can't make – my dad always said, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Same thing with voter voter registration. You can't make people do it. You have to encourage them. You have to inspire them with what you're doing. So, uh, and, and you look at other states that have been successful. You ask, what are you doing? You know, we can steal those ideas. We can make a, we can go visit those states. We can sit down and say, how did you get from last place to first place? We can do the same thing in the state of Arkansas, but it goes back to being focused like a laser on the things that needed to be done, make them measurable, hold people accountable, and uh, implement a plan. First of all, recognize that it's an issue and who solves it. Well, it lands here, you know, uh, the buck stops on my desk. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would help lead that effort. It is is sad. 
uh, that we've become so uh, complacent that it's not important. It is the single most important function. This state, this country is only 250 or 245 years old. We got here by the ability to vote. And we're going to keep this country great by our ability to vote. And we can't do it with half our population not voting anymore. We've got to move those uh, registrations up. We've got to, you know, uh, <clears throat> encourage everyone to go vote. And um, I sincerely think the Secretary of State plays an important role in that. Good deal. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, what do you feel that Secretary of State can do, uh, if anything, to uh, encourage voter registration? All right. Well, we agree on something. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's right. We need to do a better job, uh, you know, educating our young people, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, we do send material into the schools. There's a lot of uh, educational products that, that are available from the Secretary of State's office that do go into our schools. And uh, one thing that I did my first year in office is um, there's a magazine that goes to every single senior in high school. Uh, they receive this magazine and it um, and we put a voter registration uh, card in there and instructions on how to fill that out. So um, so they are at least they, they have a voter registration card in their hand and they have the opportunity uh, to do so. And I, I guess I want to take an opportunity here to talk shop a little bit to everyone. So if you're going to register to vote, you have to do so 30 days prior to the election that you want to vote in. So Monday, this past Monday, was the deadline if you wanted to vote uh, in the uh, the primary. And so if you, you are not registered, then you will not be able to vote uh, in this particular primary. Uh, the um, But there... Uh, so anyway, so I just wanted to alert everyone to that. So if they're interested in voting in the general election, you know, they do have time, but they have to do so 30 days prior. We do voter registration drives also for, for in, uh, groups that want to do so. They want us to come and help them with that. Uh, we did partner up. We're partnering up right now as we speak with a uh, uh, nonprofit veteran organization called We Are the 22 and this veteran organization, they help veterans with uh, who are dealing with suicidal thoughts, and we've been having voter drives with them uh, across the across the state. Uh, they're, they're going on right now, and so um, so there's there's a lot more we can do, but you know, and also uh, you can go to our website at sos.arkansas.gov and vote in honor of a veteran. Uh, this year, I'm going to be voting in honor of A.J. Walker. He's a young man that I went to church with. Uh, he uh, was killed in Iraq uh, a few years ago. And and I tell people this, you know, not only vote in honor of, of our veterans, but if you don't vote, you dishonor our veterans. Um, they, they, paid, they paid a heavy price, their families. And so, I mean, we owe it to our veterans uh, the vote. I mean, and that's the minimum that we can do as a citizen, right? I mean, we're not asking you to join a party. We're not asking you to run for office. But my, you know, the very least you can, uh, or you need to vote. And and last, and I'll close with this on this this question. People do need to take ownership of their rights, and I do believe that everyone that wants to vote, they're voting. 
And so it does go back to educating and, and, and encouraging. But, I mean, we have an early voting. I mean, we early vote for two weeks prior to the election. I mean, it's two weeks people have an opportunity. And there are a lot of, a lot of uh, information. There's, you know, uh, there's a, you know, registering to vote is not complicated. And so, um, you know, to, in, to, to increase voter registration, someone in, a, in an office like this, you have to be careful because you can't target you have to be careful not to target a particular demographic or area of the state and the only way to not target an area is it has to be a broad educational program right it would have to be one minute sir every, it would have to go to every individual and so because there aren't resources um, enough resources to educate every every citizen uh, that's why, it's a, uh, uh, as chief election officer, it's a fine line on, on on what areas you do do you go to to promote voter registration and so forth and so. But 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 uh, you know, our young people uh, getting to them and educating them on the importance of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is where it begins. All right, sir. Thank you. And uh, I think Eddie Joe has a uh, three minute rebuttal. Let, let me summarize. Government is famous for activities, but are not measurable results. I want to say that again. We do a lot of activities, and we feel good about it. But at the end of the day, we're still below 50%. You know, I found out in in managing in, in, in corporate America, you have goals, and you attain those goals, and you're held responsible, and you're rewarded if you attain them. And if you don't, you find yourself unemployed. That's just the nature of business. That's how our economy functions successfully. I've experienced that. You know, um, so here's what I will say. Uh, you know, if, if it doesn't re- re- return the results that we want when we do activities, we need to do something else. I'm convinced if there are states that's being successful, the answer is, what are you doing? Can we do it here? Has it worked for you? Don't do this. It doesn't work. So it is It is sad, uh, the low uh, voter registration we have, and I've, I've been on the record. That's a goal of mine. It'll be a stated goal. It'll be a movable number. I think it's possible. Arkansas wasn't created the only state in the union that couldn't get above 50%. And, uh, I, I, you know, those are things that when you bring your team together and you say you're responsible, you're, you're this assistant, you're, the, you're my right hand, part of your responsibility is to move this number. Go to work. And if you don't have those people around you, and if you don't hold them accountable, then you get the same results. And uh, I'm, you can ask you know, my department heads when I was mayor, we had very accountable One goals, minute, very accountable goals, and they were very measurable. And I sat down and, and reviewed them and previewed them and helped them when they were having problems, when they couldn't move the move the numbers. Um, you know, they say if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And government is famous for that. They just say, well, we had all these activities. Democrats are really, they're really into that. We have all these activities. We don't worry about results. And I worry about results more than activities, 
Uh, I think less activity sometimes uh, is maybe the answer that we can focus on the things that works, and that's what I would do uh, to move those numbers. All right. Thanks, sir. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next question. Um, One of the less sexy duties of uh, Secretary of State is uh, um, small business, uh, the management of small business and signing up for uh, franchise tax, uh, getting those paid. Um, they also, uh, you know, the, the, the ethics commission, uh, the lobbyist and, and, uh, all the ethics, ethics filings are on the secretary of state's website. Uh, I think it's, uh, secretary Thurston's turn. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, Mr. Secretary, uh, website's kind of long ways, but, uh, we still seems like in, in, in recent use, it seems like it's got a ways to go. What is your, what are your plans for, uh, making uh, the website a little easier to use and um, uh, better information on there, sir. Sure. Um, you know, I do, I do, I do want to answer that last, you know, or respond to that last comment about, um, you know, you can't, me- you can't, uh, you know, you have to be able to measure and, and, produ- and producing and, you know, it, it sounded good and it was, it was a sensational <clears throat> comment, but, <clears throat> The Constitution or state law does not hold the Secretary of State responsible for voter registration uh, percentages. And so that sounds good, but it's, it's not my job description. And so um, the website, yes, it has come a long ways. It is very uh, it's complex. It, it, there's a lot of material on the website. And uh, there, there has been uh, a lot of issues, and I feel everyone's uh, frustration that has to deal with this. Um, the uh, the financial reporting and disclosures and those sorts of things um, with uh, candidates and PACs and so forth. That that's really um, when you when you go to the website. That's that's the part that we uh, have to get um, updated, and we have to have a new system. Um, when I took office, um, previous to from me taking office, there was a law that was passed that um, folks would have to uh, report online. And when that law passed, uh, it put um, uh, the responsibility on the previous secretary to go look for um, a vendor, and he sent out an RFP. And... Um, in that RFP, there was only one vendor that responded, and so that was um, it put the state in a, a tight spot because there were no uh, no one else responded to the RFP, and so the, had to go with that particular vendor. And we've been with that vendor, and uh, for uh, at least when I took office, that's the vendor that we have, and we are now currently going through. Uh, some other RFPs, we went through that process once again, and we had seven vendors uh, respond uh, to that RFP because there's more uh, companies out there doing this type of work. And so, um, and again, you know, I know my opponent on his Facebook said that I was blaming Secretary Martin for um, that particular vendor or that particular issue, and it was by no means blaming Secretary Martin, he did. He he was one of the best secretaries that the state has ever had. 
uh, it was no one's fault when there was only one vendor that responded. So that's that's what we were stuck with. But the good news is, I hope they hope you're encouraged by this, uh, Alan. We have seven vendors that responded to the RFP. Um, we're narrowing that down as we speak, and then we'll be going before the legislatures, uh, communicating with them and, and getting the funding uh, to do so. And um, the uh, the vendors that we did sub that did submit, um, they're going to do a good job. So, again, I feel everybody's frustration on that particular part of the website. I have to deal with it, too. And our staff, it's been painful for our staff. Uh, and, in fact, I've contemplated suing this vendor because – now that they know that we have the RFPs out, we're looking at other vendors. Uh, there was some other, another company, or uh, that company was bought out, that the one that we use, and uh, the service has just become pathetic. It's terrible, and uh, uh, but that's the nature uh, of the of contract. We're in that contract, but um, we will soon be out of that. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, Mr. Eddie Joe Williams, what, uh, same question, um, the Secretary of State's website is uh, used for uh, small businesses and uh, our businesses of all kinds. Um, uh, the uh, franchise tax filings, um, the uh, uh, ethics uh, filings and so forth, what would you do as Secretary of State to... Uh, to, to make this a, a much easier process and and uh, help that help those processes I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you back several minutes for this answer I promise the voters I won't want for you I won't wait four years to solve the problem I recognize it I recognize it is it's where we do business it is our portal to all businesses today. I fully recognize that. I know how important it is. So it'll be priority one, day one. I've already said that, and uh, I, I won't wait four years. I had, as I said the other day, I had several lawyers call me and said, can we have lunch with you? I said, you bet. They sat down and said, we won't know one thing. Can you solve this problem? Because he said, we waste an inordinate amount of time. I'm not going to say it was the previous administration. I'm not going to say the secretary gave it to me and it was a mess. I'm going to say it's my problem, and I'm going to solve it day one. We're going to start to work on it, and we're going to make it functional. It goes back to that. He said it was a cute saying about if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. I'm a firm believer in that. In the corporate world, you you better adhere to those, you know, that cute saying because if I say to my whoever my IT guy is, your job depends on this, and you've got to step up and you've got to make these changes and you've got to satisfy the business world. You've got to make sure that we have a premium, world-class, first-class website. And uh, that's what I'll – from day one, um, I'll make sure that happens and we'll get it moving and I'll solve those problems, or I promise you I'll be the first to raise my hand. Okay. All right, sir. Um, Mr. Secretary, did you have a rebuttal? Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, yeah, day one, we we did look at this, and we have been working on it. When it comes to contracts and funding, um, it, it, it takes time, there, and that's just a simple simple fact, uh, especially when you're dealing with, with government and, 
and he knows this. I mean, government uh, does not um, work the same way the private sector does because of all the checks and balances uh, and all of the things that um, uh, uh, that are in place uh, to make sure uh, there are those checks and balances. And so, again, we're working with the legislatures right now. You can call up any legislature and ask them uh, if this, this is all uh, being taken care of. And it's just uh, it's just the painful part of, of, of the process, And um, but um, it's being taken care of. All right. Okay. Can I, uh, can I quick jump just for a second, short second? I was told when I become mayor that you can't run a city like a business. I didn't buy to that then. I don't buy it today. I think through tenacity, hard work, and keep pushing, you can get things done, even with the bureaucracy, especially when you're the head bureaucrat. It is possible to get things done in a more expeditious manner. Thank you. All right. We'll, All right. S- we'll separate. We'll take those seconds off of his answer of his next question. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this is, uh, unless we have callers, um, and, and you want to throw that number out there one yeah, more time? Yeah, 501 8230965 It's been a great town hall thus far. A lot of information has gone out. A lot of uh I thought uh, very good give and take between the candidates. How many more questions we got? We got one more question. We got one more question we one and more then question. we'll finish. If we have no calls and <laughs> we're going to finish it up go ahead All right. we got one more question again uh, one of the less sexier jobs of the uh, secretary of state uh well it all depends how you look at it i guess uh you're responsible for the state police and the capitol grounds who gets this one dave this is this uh eddie joe's i'm trying to think i, I think it is eddie joe's. okay yeah uh eddie joe the uh uh, like I said, the, the, you get, you're responsible for the Capitol grounds. You're uh, you're head of the state police, or not head of the state police, Capitol responsible police. for the state Capitol police. Um, what uh, what are your plans, if any? Uh, what is your vision uh, for the maintenance and upkeep of of uh, the Capitol, as well as security of the the Capitol? A couple of things. Uh, I think you know historically. Um, and there's, this is real, uh, still a debate and I'm willing to have the debate about using more prison labor, uh, for many, many, many years, uh, we use, especially outside. And I think we've gotten away from that over the years, I think is an opportunity. We all know that prison labor takes care of the, the governor's mansion, takes care of the grounds out there. And there's no reason we shouldn't look at that opportunity again. I know there's issues that you'd have to address. Uh, I'm not naive enough to think that it's just pretty simple. It is easier just to contract it out. It is easier just to wash your hands from it. The more difficult thing is is can we do it better uh, and and make it much more efficient and obviously save the state some money. Um, I think over the years the uh, Capitol Police do a good job it's kind of a unique operation. There's no secret there. Uh, it's a very, very small staff and uh, very limited on a major schedule, on a major uh, issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm a, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I know there's issues around that that when you sit down and you begin to, you know, if you would fishbone it and find out what the issues are and try to solve those problems, I will do that. Uh, there's been a 
a lot of questions around things that's happened. Uh, I'm going to leave that for someone else to debate um, because it's a pretty sensitive issue. Right. Uh, I, I will say this. The buck stops with me. If something happens there, it's my responsibility. I can't say somebody should have done this or someone else done that. Um, it's my responsibility as Secretary of State or whoever the Secretary of State is, and I'll be the first to raise my hand when there's issues along the way that maybe go sideways. Um, that's just what leadership does. So okay. I'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you, sir. Mr. Secretary, same question. Uh, you're responsible for the Capitol grounds and uh, manage the Capitol Police. Uh, what is your vision for uh, for that property as well as uh, security of, uh, of the Capitol? Yeah, so the Capitol Police, they have the same jurisdiction or should I say the same authority as a state trooper. Um, primarily, obviously, they, they stay on the Capitol grounds and my administration and out of our own budget, we have spent an enormous amount of resources to bring that police department up to a high standard. Um, they are trained more than ever before. Uh, they have the equipment that they have never had before to deal with different situations, um, whether it's a protest, whether it's you know crowd control, uh, that training, that they have received that training. Um, also, uh, we have a drone program that we did not have before. Um, surveillances on the property. There are cam- we have way more cameras than we've ever had before. You, if you are on the property, you are on camera. And um, the monitoring system we um, we just built out, and I'm looking forward to sharing with the public about this. Uh, the police department had, has never had really their own space. And we are we're working on being an accredited uh, police force. And to do that, you, there's a lot of things you have to have in place. You know, for the first time, we're going to have a holding room if someone's taken into custody. Uh, we're going to have an evidence room. Um, the the monitoring system that we we are have we uh, have now, uh, they can see all of the cameras at the same time, all on these these huge monitors. Um, so they're able to, um, you know, be aware of what's going on. There are uh, actually heat-sensored uh, cameras where at night, if someone is tr- strolling across the, the property, um, they're even noticed now. And so there's a lot of security put in place um, now than more than ever before, uh, for obvious reasons, the times that we're in. You know, we had the we had the protest um, back a couple of summers ago, and we learned a lot. You know, when you when you're when you're in the heat of the battle, you know uh, that you, you you do learn a lot. And that the communication between other agencies, whether it's federal, state, or city, um, is much better than it ever has been. I tell people now we have a, a light switch. That communication chain with the state police, with the uh, city of Little Rock, North Little Rock, Game and Fish, National Guard, FBI, all of those uh, agencies, um, we are more prepared and um, the communication is is better than ever. And so uh, when it comes to that building, of course, there's a lot of restoration projects we've went through, uh, put a new roof on the building, um, 
pressure washed the entire outside of the state capitol my during my first six months i personally didn't do it but we the staff did an outstanding job on that uh we're replacing the windows right now um through a uh, through some grant dollars uh those windows are wood framed and uh way overdue for that that project so there's the, the the building was considered complete in 1915, and you can imagine the the, uh, the restoration projects are continual, and and we have, we have done a lot of those uh, during my first term. All right, we're going to move on now for more questions. Uh, did you have something, did you, Joe? I, I do have a. I think I'm entitled to a short yes, response. <clears throat> okay. Um, when I was mayor, I would walk in, <clears throat> and I would have my department heads in a conference room. They would have no clue this is coming. I would hand them each an envelope. And in that envelope was a scenario that something's about to happen. Mm. Just get ready. And they would open it, and it may be a, a train wreck downtown. It could be an active shooter. And then about 10 minutes into the tabletop, I would give them another envelope which would change the direction the wind just now started blowing to the east and there's a great school there and the kids are out in the playground i did this from the time i started to the time i left the office trying to prepare for the worst you can't anticipate a train wreck with chlorine gas you know moving toward a school i mean it just probably never will happen but you have to be prepared for it that's what I would say about what happened. You have to prepare your people. You have to prepare them for the worst scenario. Yes, there's things that happen along the way, but you mitigate the damage. And the one way you do that is a tabletop exercise. So uh, we'll con- we would continue doing that. I would do that, um, you know, for all my staff, uh, for whatever scenario that could happen, uh, to do a tabletop. So those are so important especially when you're in in those leadership positions. All right, Mr. Okay. Secretary, you got three minutes to respond to that. Anything you want to say? Okay, I thought he was responding to my... He was. He, he was. He was, but oh. we give you a chance uh, to rebut. Sure, and, um, and, that, and that's what we do, and that's why we have uh, new leadership uh, in our Capitol Police. Uh, we are we're not the same uh, police force that we were uh, even five years ago or even two years ago. Uh, these folks have already dealt with a tremendous amount of uh, pressure. They, they have went through a tremendous amount of training, and you do not want to come to the Capitol and cause problems uh, anymore. I will say that, uh, you know, we recently had a gentleman that, you know, ran up onto the, the, the grounds uh, chasing a couple of teenage girls and, and had a, an, a, uh, an AK-47 in his hand, and our Capitol Police responded in, in a professional and forceful way uh, and, 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 and took that individual into custody. So, and there's a, a many instances where... They are. They have shown. They are showing professionalism and resolve. And I just want to encourage the listeners that uh, 
the the, uh, the state capitol police uh, are are just just better than ever, and I appreciate all they do. All, all right, right. let's you, move on. We have two more questions, and yes. they're com- they're going to come from listeners. So, right. Alan, we have uh, Kenny in North Little Rock has a question. Yes, hello. Am I on? Yes, sir, you are. Okay, great, great, great. Um, the city of North Little Rock just issued a, what's called a municipal identification program um, in partnership with states. Sir, Kenny, you're Kenny, we're going to have to ask. We're going to ask you to call. Hey, Kenny, I need you to call back. You're breaking up terribly. All right, you're breaking up terribly. All right, let's go to our next caller. All right, uh, next caller, we have uh, Tanya and Cabot. Okay. Hey, Tanya. Hello. Is my connection better? Your connection's much better. Go ahead. Okay, So I have a question for each of you. And we're just going to do however, whatever order y'all want to go in. Would you like me to say both the questions to each of you right now, or do you want to do it one on one? Well, we'll do one question and go ahead and state your way, question. Right. That way they can both answer it. Yeah. Okay. Well, first thing is accused, which I love both of you guys, okay? I appreciate everything that you do. First of all, I want to say that. Because we're all in this battle together, and we know Jesus Christ wins it all. But, um, first thing, you are being told, and I want you to be able to have some rebuttal on this, you bought a $2,600 executive note. So I want you to explain why, and why we do our office. Okay, um... You're breaking up a little bit, too. Can you restate your question, ma'am? One more time. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So, how about now? I'm out of the car. Okay. okay. Give, it, give us a try. Okay. First thing, and did you hear the part that I said thank you for everything that y'all do? Yes. Okay, good. Um, you bought a $2,600 chair, executive chair, and I want him to have a chance to explain why he bought a $2,600 chair, you know, with taxpayer money, um, you know, and redid the offices and such, because that seems to be getting smeared around everywhere. And then on the end of Eddie Joe Williams, I'd like him to explain why his PAC, his PAC, you know, that he, he is over, donates to Democrats. So they, they two questions. Okay. All right, Tanya, we're gonna try we're gonna restate what we heard. All right, right. Alan, I it seemed to me she said Secretary of State revamp, revamped the offices and spent twenty six hundred dollars on a chair. Uh you know, is that true and uh, and why if so? Okay. Uh, I, I think she's talking about the executive chair that, that has been in the media and talked about okay. for, I don't know, a couple of years. I think that's right. Yeah, it, it was about half that, even though, yeah, 20, did she say 28? Yeah, that, it wasn't quite mm-hmm. that. It was about, I, I, I'd have to look, it was between 12 and 1,400. Uh, and, yeah, chairs are expensive. They really are. And then, um but when I took office, and, and, and I did I did this in the uh, Commissioner of State Lands Office, we completely renovated that entire office uh, through some grant money. Um, 
it was a restoration project, making things better. You know, the the historical plat maps and field notes was clean were cleaned and digitized, and the entire office was actually um, gutted and restored. And uh, and and just about the chair. And I guess I guess I'm glad we're talking about it. It's it's kind of um, um, I get you know it's been talked about over the past few months, but that particular chair. Um, replaced another chair that was comparable. Uh, the one the one that was purchased replaced one, and they were both comparable. And the other chair uh, had been through two administrations, so I, it, it was probably, it could easily have been 16 years old. And in that particular office, which is my the, the office that I, uh, I'm in, it's a beautiful office, and I invite everyone and anyone to come and look at it. It's, it's a beautiful place. It's the, the room that every Secretary of State uh, has been in since the building uh, was built. And in there, it's a very large room, and the furniture in there uh, is, is very uh, large and executive-type furniture, which has been purchased over the years. And... Um, that particular chair and uh, a conference table were, and the chairs around the conference table were the only two things that were purchased in that office. And and, the, um, and so to to just even fit the office, uh, that that was the reason for um, that executive style chair. So, and again, I invite everyone to come look at it. But that's kind of ha- that. That's maybe I look at this office in that building differently than uh, maybe some. I mean, I feel like it, the Capitol is the centerpiece of our state, and it is the most beautiful building in the state. And, I, I, and you know, and, and things we've done to restore that building, um, it, it has been, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of resources, and it's all been out of the budget that legislatures uh, approved. Um, that I have, I've always operated within uh, the budget uh, that I've been uh, that has been legislatively approved, and so um, I hope that answers your question. There has been the the picture has been painted by by Eddie that it has been some type of enrichment, you know, you know, as if I have been enriched by the purchases that have been made in that office, painting the office. Uh, installing a door that separates uh, a door to the bathroom to the break room. You know, that was a big purchase because the door had to be, had to fit uh, the historical specs of the building. And so there's, there's a lot of things that happened in that, that first six months there in the, uh, the main office there. Uh, But it has been spun way, way, way uh, out of proportion. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eddie, Joe, you got uh, some rebuttal, I know. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was Channel 7 who took a very left-leaning, I'm sure, um, TV station. I I probably shouldn't say that. But they're the one that took the position that it was excessive. Uh, I didn't, and uh, all I did was to replay their loop. Um, I will tell you this. I served eight years in the Senate. I was four years as mayor, and I never bought a piece of furniture. And here's the reason why. 
most of those, and I've sat in the governor's office many times over the last eight or ten years, and I don't think there's an office more used than the governor's office. And in that same interview, <clears throat> Governor Hutchison said there's a $10 bookcase that I bought at MNR, I think is what it's mm-hmm. called. So, and you know, I had the discussion. It's, it's interesting that the uh, secretary's talking about he was budgeted. That's a government response. When I was mayor, the first few weeks, we were looking at cost, and my department head looked at me and said, I'm budgeted. I said, I don't care if you're budgeted or not. We're not going to spend it unless we have to. You know, those saying, we're going to make Lincoln recite the Gettysburg Address before we turn him loose. So just because you're budgeted doesn't necessarily mean it's okay if it's not really needed to be spent. The the one door that the Secretary was talking about was $6,000 for a standard door. And it was, I'm sure, it was made of oak. Um, but I don't know about $6,000. I know when you get into government People have a tendency to want to gouge you sometimes. You have to be very careful, very, very careful with that. So it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't me. It was Channel 7, and uh, they did the report. They were concerned about it, and uh, so uh, I won't say any more about that except to say I will not be buying furniture for my office. Okay. Okay. The Secretary of State gets to rebut on that and then we'll move on to the next question to the next caller okay mr secretary do you have yeah, a rebuttal thought, yes i do but i thought the lady had a question for eddie i don't know yeah, we're going to get to that yeah we're going to let you rebut first okay um yeah that the door uh you know the the um the building uh everything has to meet uh historical specs i mean you you, you can't go to home depot and and just put in a door and so that's the reason uh, it had to look like the rest of the doors, and they are. They're they're, and he knows this. They're big, huge, massive doors that are in that building, and um, so yeah. I mean, I think I think we've beat this horse uh, to pieces. So. All right, all right. Let's see now. The the lady caller, yeah, Tanya, yes, was saying was going back. I think when you were mayor, Eddie Joe. And she was making a point, and it broke up. Did you get the gist of her uh, question? Something about a lawsuit uh, that he had as, as mayor with Democrats or something. Uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't. Do get you remember? Do you remember? I didn't get that? all of it. I, I couldn't. I, couldn't. I, I think, in all fairness, since we didn't get all the question, we just need to kind of pass over it and go to the next caller. All right. As far as I know, I was never sued. Let me set that straight. I don't okay. have a clue what okay. she's talking about. It had something to do with a pack. I heard her say yeah, pack. with a pack. Pack. Okay. I'm right. not. I, I, I have to admit, it, it was all scrambled, just like right. Kenny's was. And right. we look. I can control a lot of things, but I can't control if you got, you know, Verizon, AT and T, or whoever right. you might be using. All right. uh, as far as it, well, as, as so mayor, as mayor too, if that's what she was talking about. I've never had a pack that I know of. When I was a majority leader, I had a pack, and uh, we raised money for other. If you want to know why we're so conservative in this state. Alan, I may give you some money. I don't know. But, you did uh, not. No. I did. I'll go back and check. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I did have a pack yeah. uh, reported, and um, every penny went to elect conservative uh, candidates, and I'm proud to say that was the very foundation 
uh, of our uh, conservative movement that happened throughout the state. And uh, we spent every penny, reported every penny, and uh, we spent it on conservative candidates getting them. Thank right, you okay. very much for today. All right. So we got uh, 15 minutes yeah. remaining. Go ahead. Let's go Kenny, to our call. Uh, Kenny in North Little Rock. Are you there, Hello, Kenny? Oh, back on. Yeah. yeah There's so much better. All right. Great, great. Uh, several cities have been issuing IDs to illegals. Little Rock did this a few years ago. North Little Rock just announced they're having some kind of municipal, municipality identification program, and it looks like it's toward illegals. Um, my question is, uh, what can be done to ensure that these IDs won't be used uh, to allow people to vote, illegal aliens, uh, to vote in our upcoming primary and general elections? All right. With let you go, thank you for your, your question. Eddie, Joe, you get to start off first. Right. Well, I don't know if, uh, <clears throat> first of all, if you're an illegal immigrant, you cannot vote in the state of Arkansas. So it doesn't matter what type of ID you produce, you can't vote. That's a simple yeah. answer. And they shouldn't be registered voters, should they? Well, you bring up a good point, but no, they shouldn't be. And, again, if they're illegal, they can't register, they can't vote, and it doesn't matter what they produce, um, they can't vote. So that's it's right. a it's short answer for a long question. Okay. Okay, let's let the Secretary of State answer, and then we'll go into summation. Correct. Mr. All Secretary. Right. Yeah, I do think I do think the lady asking the PAC question, even though we're not we don't have time to go down that path. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to Google Eddie Joe Williams, T.A.C. PAC, and then you'll get more information. Um, so voter ID, you know, is state law uh, as far as, you know, voting and, and the IDs that can be used, you know, as driver's license. Uh, there's a voter ID card given by the, that the county clerk offers. There concealed carry license, uh, United States passport, uh, employee badges um, from post-secondary education institutes is accepted. U.S. Uh, military identification. Um, those are those are the forms of ID that are accepted. I do I do not believe. And I will double check that that there is any provision that that particular ID will be accepted uh, to vote, and that's why again it's important that we have good uh, qualified trained uh, poll workers. And you know the good news is the the voter ID laws have changed, and, and now we are we have a tighter voter ID law than ever before. Uh, used to you could vote provisional without an ID. Now you have to have an ID if you. Um, uh, fail to have one when you vote, you have to come back and show your ID um, for that vote to be counted. So our voter ID laws are are, are are pretty strong, and so I want to encourage everyone. I did, and I want to say this: you know, it's interesting. The left back when the voter ID laws were being passed, and they were screaming and hollering about, you know, oh, dis- disenfranchising, uh, you know, uh, voters. So what happened? They they there, there was a uh, voter ID machine that was given to every county clerk. So every county clerk has this uh, machine that produces and, and can make a voter ID card. And that was to help satisfy, you know, that argument. And this was, this was a few years ago. Do you know what those machines are doing? They are gathering dust because the, the lie that people don't have IDs 
is is such uh, uh, the, the biggest uh, you know lie that the left has, has 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 ever come up with. And so again, election integrity is the most important thing, and nothing more important than verifying that that person that walks in says they're a registered voter, and that you know no nothing more important than verifying that that is who they say they are. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, we're running short on time, so we're going to limit your uh, your uh, summations to four minutes apiece. Um, we'll start. No, we start, we'll start with, with uh, start the with Secretary of State. Yes, sir. Okay. And, Mr. Secretary, go right ahead. Well, it has been an absolute honor to uh, to serve Arkansans. When I, um, again, I, I'm an average Arkansan. When I ran for office, uh, Republicans were not winning. Uh, no one even really gave me a chance to win, and but Arkansas did. I mean, they've, gave, they've given me the opportunity to represent them and serve them on many levels uh, in a statewide office. And so Arkansans, they know me. They, they, they have seen me. They have been around me. They have seen uh, how I have performed <coughs> over the years. And uh, I'm confident that they'll, they will give me another opportunity to serve them. And if I do have the privilege of serving one more term, that will, that will be it due to term limits. And um, in this particular race, I am the only candidate that has actually run a constitutional office. And that, that's, that is a big deal because these offices are multifaceted. They are not like any other um, um, animal, I should say, uh, when it comes to uh, um, government. And even more importantly, uh, I have had my medal tested in the area of elections. Again, I've been pushing back on the left for a long time. And... We didn't just accidentally have a great election here in Arkansas. Sure, we had issues in Pulaski County, but that, that by no means reflects how the elections went across the state by and large. And so uh, I have had my medal tested. I am the only one with any experience in this, this, uh, this area. And we have a big election coming up. Now, I'm, this one's a big one, but I'm talking about the next presidential election. And you don't need someone coming in, changing up the election division, and, and, and uh, that has no experience when we're about to come in to even a bigger election cycle than the last presidential one. And there's going to be a lot of battles and a lot of fights on every front pertaining to elections. And I have been doing that both at the state level and the federal level, uh, pushing back and fighting back against uh, the leftist agenda who, who would try to take over our elections. And the last thing that we want, which I'm 100% against, is federalizing our elections. The Constitution says that states shall run their own elections, and that is what I'm going to continue to fight for. Um, Secretary of State John Thurston, I'm asking for your vote on May the 24th. All right, Mr. Secretary, thank you very much for joining us today. Let's go now to Eddie Joe Williams. He is a challenger in his summation. So thank you very much uh, to each of you, to, to Dave and Alan, for hosting us today. Uh, I want your listeners to know that um, last Thursday night was a schedule, and I'm not the reason that we did not have that. I know some of you were very disappointed, uh, bought tickets. I know this staff did a lot of work uh, to prepare for that, and on short notice, uh, 
uh, Mr. Thurston canceled, and uh, I just uh, want to apologize to the staff for the inconvenience that took place. Um, <clears throat> let me sum up why I'm running for Secretary of State. I think there's reoccurring issues that are happening in this state, and uh, we need uh, experience that is managed at a certain level to address those issues, and I've demonstrated that through my entire life. I do not need a job. I spent 40 years on the railroad, and uh, matter of fact, I'll lose a large portion of my retirement uh, to take this job. But I think it's so important. I think there's issues that have to be resolved. They have to be resolved uh, before we can move on in the state of Arkansas. I'm committed to doing that. Um, I've always had a philosophy that you start early, you stay late, and uh, you come to work every day. Uh, that's my commitment to the state of Arkansas. Here's some things you won't hear from me. I will not be blaming anybody else for my woes, for issues that need to be resolved. I will stand up, uh, take responsibility, and solve the problems. I'm a problem solver. Uh, that's what I've done my entire adult life. I will uh, run government like a business, just like I have in the past. Uh, I think it's possible to do that, and in doing that, you look at government totally different when you look at it from a business perspective. I um, I know for a fact that uh, most all problems are solvable, and you do have to measure them, and you do have to hold people responsible. And I'm committed to the people of Arkansas to do that. Uh, my record speaks for itself, and uh, I'm just... Uh, Honored to be here. I'm I'm proud of Arkansas. I'm proud of America, and I really do want to make it to better. Uh, I will say this: from working for President Trump for three and a half years, his philosophy was it wasn't a government approach. And people who tell you you can't do it as a business approach need to tell the President Trump that he viewed problems as solvable. And his along and short of, if there's a problem, you plow through the middle of it and you solve it, and you do it as quickly as possible. A lot of government pushback, but at the end of the day, we are much better off as a country with him serving as a president as we, than we are today. So I would ask everyone uh, that's here today to uh, that's under our hearing our voice to uh, consider me to, uh, when you vote for Secretary of State. I promise you this, I'll be a full-time Secretary of State. You'll always have my number. If you call the office and you don't get satisfaction, you can call me. Uh, that happened as mayor of Cabot, and it'll happen as a secretary of state. Dave, uh, you and Alan, thank you again for hosting this. It's been very informative. All, All right. right. We thank you, Eddie Joe. Thank you very much to the secretary of state. Again, if he's still on the line, uh, John Thurston, thank you so much, uh, John, for uh, working with me and Eddie working with me to make this possible for the listeners of 101.1 FM, The Answer. Alan, thank you as, thank you, as well. We're going to stick around. we got a few more moments that uh, we'll take it to the news. But for you all, we'll let you get away and, and, and get on with your days. Thank you very much, Eddie. Thank you. And I know that the secretary just hung up, so he's yes. on his way, doing right. his thing. Go on, all get right. your campaign done. Yep. Headed to Helena. All right. <laughs> Tell them they got a pretty bridge over there if they need to redesign it. Call uh, Judge Valiant. There you go. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Jab. But we digress. Jab. We'll talk to you later. later. All right. So with that all said, uh, I thought that went very well. Uh, we we had a, a few problems with cell phones as people called in. Uh, I should have made it 
hard line only, but mm. that makes it difficult because not a lot of people yeah. have hard lines anymore. So bottom line, we did the best that we could on that. I have to tell you, I could not understand Tanya when I, she started I talking about Eddie Joe. I just, that was breaking up something terrible at, right. at that point. So, uh, with some of the techno- uh, technology issues we got through and I thought it was a great, uh, uh, town hall. I thought you got a lot great. of information. You got two good candidates, right? You know, you do, you got two good candidates, two very good candidates. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I was concerned about not having enough questions, but uh, didn't have to worry. We didn't have to worry about that. Did they we? had a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. They did. But, they uh, had a lot to say. And I, I extended the time because I know that the last town hall we had, though we had a lot more people. Right. Well, you uh, had three they, minutes. Apiece yeah, three and, minutes was was tough for yeah, them. Yeah, they they couldn't berate each other long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, there was some there was some heat. Yeah. There was a little bit of heat today. There yeah. really was. There's a little bit of heat today. Yeah. There's a there was some discussion that was. You know, they didn't agree with each other on some things, but they did agree on some other things. So, right. again, uh, May 24th is the primary. Right. This is when you have your say. Who do you want to carry the banner uh, in these offices for the Republican right. Party? I expect that you'll, right. since you're listening to this show, right. that you'll go out and vote. Get out and vote. That makes so much, so much importance that uh, that everyone get out and, and vote their conscience. That's right. Luscious Linda and I both got our voter registration cards in the mail last week. I'll be, I'll be, uh, you know, casting my vote. Hope that you cast yours. And it, who do I support? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. It's a secret ballot. That's right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, my thanks to Heidi. She did a fantastic job making this run smoothly Heidi on the air. It was really, really job. good. She's the super producer here at the Dave Ellswick Show. That wraps it up for today. Back with you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.